Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth. And so we already have people that are above this at the table. And of course, it's the one that you would expect to be above it. We'll get to him in a, in a second. Uh, so I am coming to you from a remote location. This is the first time in the history of this podcast wherein I am not seated in our nation's capital. And that is because we have a special podcast that's being offered to you. This is a special one. This is a unique one. I'm sitting around the table from a collection of former members of Restoration Church. They are not current members. You are off the books, right? I think you, yeah, you're off the books. You're <laughs> so I am sitting in Pasadena, California at the home of Nathan and Tammy Finno. More on them in a second. And uh, I'm also seated across the table from Ben and Rosie and Elsie Harbaugh. And to my left is Alex Galdemez. I still want to call you Bell sometimes. And Misael Galdemez. Welcome. Thank you for having us in your home. Thank you for being here. All right. Okay. So I've been, I'm here for, uh, doesn't matter why I'm here. Let's just jump right in. So here's what we're going to do in this podcast. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to these former members that are now, you know, in a city spread out from one another. We're going to talk to these former members and they're going to talk to you, you current members of Restoration Church. And we're going to talk a little bit about sort of, first off, I want to ask a question about like, what's gospel ministry like in Los Angeles? What's it like to be a Christian in LA? How's that going? What's church life here? Are there a lot of healthy churches? There are not many. You know, what's it like to be a Christian here? That's just sort of broadly give some context. And then we're going to have you guys give, and I'm pointing at the people here, not you listeners. We're going to have, that would be hard for them to do, to listen and give advice. Uh, So we're going to have these guys give you listeners some advice about, uh, all right, maybe you're new to the church. And these guys, they were once new to the church. So they're going to talk to you. And then secondly, we're going to come in the back end and say, uh, now that they left, you know, some advice on what it's like to, once you leave the church, how do you kind of, you know, keep following Jesus, uh, making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ? We're going to teach. In Washington, D.C. and beyond. And beyond. We are in the beyond, Misael. Right now, we are in the beyond. All right. So here we go. So uh, first off, first question. This is one for the whole group. Um, tell me, what's it like? What's gospel ministry like in Los Angeles? What's it going to be? What's it like here? The, the Fennos. Well, first off, let's go around and do this. We didn't do the years. So when were you at Restoration Church and how long have you been living here in LA? Go, we're gonna go with the Finnos first, Nathan Finno. Yeah, so we were at Restoration from early 2011 through early 2014. And we've been in Los Angeles ever since. Yeah, so you've been here for a while. Yeah. You're the resident experts at the table. Ben Harbaugh. Uh, so myself and my wife, Rosie, we were at Restoration for two years from August 2019 to August 2021. Um, and so we had been in L.A. for two months um, with our little daughter. These are the babies. No pun intended. Can you say, Yeah, so Alex and I um, were at Restoration from August 2010 excuse me, to July 2017. So... Roughly seven years. After that, we left for Boston for two years, uh, and we've been in Southern California since September 2019, and in Los Angeles since January 2020. And the Galdemezes were, uh, you kind of were the beginnings of the formation of what we used to call Restoration North at uh, Hope 
Fellowship, Fellowship Church. Church. Yeah, because we had a number of folks there. All right. So that gives you a little bit of context. So here we go. So uh, who wants to tell us what's it like? What's gospel ministry like here? What's the church scene like? Is it easy to find healthy churches? Is it hard to find them? Uh, what are the people like? Who wants to answer the church question first? We can, we can good, start. good, 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 Nathan. We've been here the longest, I guess. Yeah, that's right, I guess. Um, you know, I think we've all been talking a lot about this a lot this afternoon, what our journeys have been like um, since we've moved to Los Angeles in terms of the church. And for Tammy and myself, it was, it's been challenging. Um, I, I think, you know, we um, have been part of solid churches, certainly at Restoration and certainly beforehand, and um, we'd taken that for granted, and that's to our, um, to our shame, um, you know. And uh, we just assumed that we would immediately just fall into a solid church and uh, um, really solid Christ-centered community. And it, that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what is everywhere. And that wasn't the case for us. And it has taken a long time to, uh, to try to find that. Um, there's a lot of solid churches in Los Angeles. There are even more people, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gigantic, gigantic area. And um, How many people in L.A.? In L.A. County, upwards of 10 million people. Um, but I mean, LA County goes into Riverside County and Orange County, and this is one, part of one seamless, just gigantic blob of people, um, most of whom don't have a relationship with the Lord. And um, there aren't enough solid churches for the number of people here. Yeah. And um, as we were talking about, Miss Isle and I earlier, there's a lot of um, churches that might outwardly purport to believe the same things that we all do, hold to the same um, theology we do, but there's a real spirit of nominalism, mm-hmm. um, tickling ears, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not speaking hard truths, mm-hmm. um, and then the idea of Christ-centered community that we um, valued so much um, and we need. And uh, Tammy and I... That's Elsie. Um, <laughs> she's saying amen. <laughs> amen. Um, so, yeah, it's been a journey, but, uh, um, you know, God continues to be good and faithful and... Um, yeah, through through it all. Good. Anything to add, Alex? Yes. So, Misael and I both grew up in Southern California before we moved to DC for college where we found restoration. And having grown up here, we knew that there was a culture of nominalism and a lot of cultural Christianity and a lot of churches, but not necessarily a lot of churches where people were super committed to the body. Mm-hmm. And so, moving back to a place that you're so familiar with and you know what the challenges are, you would think it would make it easier to find a church. And I would say that's not the case. And we also had difficulty, only having been here um, two years, uh, we also um, visited a lot of churches. We ended up changing churches once and it has been a struggle to really find community in the area who are um, seeking after the Lord, seeking community, seeking to be together and to um, know the Lord together. And uh, it was challenging because when we moved to Boston, within three weeks, we had found what Nathan called uh, Restoration North or Hope Fellowship in Cambridge and were able to dig in. And we were only there for a year and 11 months and we're able to build such good community that we have really, really good friends in Cambridge. And that has not been the experience we've had in Southern California. And that's proved to be difficult, um, especially in a time of quarantine. Yeah. If I could add my two cents. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> histori- if anybody's been listening to the Mars Hill podcast that's been going on, uh, historically speaking, Southern California is the birthplace of the modern megachurch movement, right? Mm-hmm. Starting in like the 20s and 30s, all the way up to the 60s and then the present day. So in the beginning, that 
megachurch culture was definitely geared towards positivity and spirituality, and that's something that you do continue to see in a lot of mark that's marked in a lot of churches now. Um, so it actually makes a lot of sense that churches in Southern California would have more of this nominalism. So mm. there's your history tidbit for today. That's good. That's good. So I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, that's helpful. So you're saying there's 10 million plus people in L.A. In a, and even more than that, kind of in the suburban area. And you can find a gospel preaching church, uh, but there's a, a fair amount of nominalism. And as a consequence, maybe more difficult to find some sort of more deep biblical community. That might be helpful stuff to come back to when we come back to the whole answering the question of transitioning out of restoration into another city. We can maybe uh, ponder that for a second. But let's start with the front end. Let's start with the front end. Speak to, guys, speak to uh, Ben. I'm going to speak to you because you're the most recent one, or Rosie. Uh, you were the most recent ones to come into Restoration Church. Uh, you were there for a total of te- two years. Yep. And, uh, and you've only been here for two months. So speak to the person or persons that are kind of new to our church. They've been around Restoration for a year or so. You may have even met, met them. You're the only ones at this table that might can say that. Uh, you may have even met them. So speak to them. What kinds of things might you want to say to them as they're coming in to the life of the church? I think one thing that we learned going to restoration at kind of this unique time with the pandemic, um, one thing we learned was uh, to be intentional with with the community you have there. Um, I think most people, are, ourselves included, we, we moved to D.C. for a specific job or purpose, and it was exciting, and it was fun to be there, and it was easy to get lost in our work. Um, and over because of the pandemic we ended up spending uh, intentional time with our small group and with friends that we met there and um that was the beginning of of some really deep fellowship uh that was some of the best fellowship of our lives and so kind of our initial advice to people who are brand new to the church been at the church for a couple months um is is really take the time to prioritize fellowship with with fellow believers at restoration because that um, in our lives has reaped dividends that we still feel we still benefit from. Um, and that would be the most important advice that, that I think we, we think of for, for newcomers. And go to membership class right away. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was going to ask the question. I was like, tell us, all right, that's the concept, but tell us what does that look like a little bit? Um, well, I guess it looks like meeting with you, Nathan, and Andy, or Joey and Paige, or together, I guess, I don't know. Um, but um, learning about uh, restoration and like your, what you believe in and everything. And um, well, you, guys, you guys started hanging out with the Novics, right? And you started hanging out with people, you would spend time with people in their homes. Right, so you went to a membership class. That was so. That was you mentioned that. Just I don't know if it made it onto the audio there. Uh, get into the membership class. If you find out, all right, you look at the statement of beliefs. That's what you believe. Church covenant. That's how you live out what we believe. You believe that, then get on in and uh, go through that process to be ingrained to bind the right Matthew sixteen. Right, the, use those kings binding and loosing. So get on in. The other thing is get to know the pastors. Is what you're saying. Not just me and Joey. You can talk to the other pastors. But third thing, talk a little bit, Rosie, about the, the community that you guys formed. Like, how did that happen? It didn't just go poof. What did y'all do? Well, we just met people. Like, the first week we were at Restoration, we didn't know what the future held for us. We didn't know if it was God's plan for us to stay there. And, um, I mean, we knew pretty 
pretty early on that that was restoration was a great healthy church and we were going to stick with it. Um, and you know, we're not like church shoppers. I think it's good to just like, if you see all the signs of a healthy church, just to kind of throw yourself in. And I think it's, um, and make connections and get to know people and become a member as soon as possible because you're going to just be able to um, reap the rewards and, and um, encourage other people and just help out with the church like so much faster that way. Um, so yeah, I don't know, the very first week we were there, we met people that are really good friends of ours. Ben. Oh yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think one thing specifically of how kind of the community that we ended up spending the most quality time with formed was, um, I'll give a plug here that Nathan and Joey will enjoy, was through community group. Um, I did not make him say that. He didn't. Um, He didn't make him say the membership thing. Oh, man. I may have insinuated that one. No, uh, we, you know, we we joined a CG early on there, enjoyed it, but then, um, especially as the pandemic started and we were meeting virtually, um, we just decided to devote more time to the CG. And naturally, through that, um, connections were formed with other members of the CG and then uh, other members of Restoration. And, and that was a natural starting point to develop uh, a community that, that we were really close with for the remainder of our time there. And you guys, as I recall, would regularly go and get lunches and things after church, right? Yeah, yeah. we were in the age of the $6 bowl at Soul City. It, is, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it's gone. Soul Spice, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even there when we were there. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't last very long. Yeah, but anyway, just this notion of even just after church, you go and you know get a meal together. Okay, good. All right. So who wants to go next? Galdemezes or Finos? Speak into the people that are for, that are new. All right. Tammy needs to talk. <laughs> the power is spoken. I think one of the things that I would say, if I'm looking at what advice I would give is be open. Not only you've heard the words be intentional about relationships, be purposeful about cultivating those, going to community group, doing those things, but really go in with an open heart um, and a curious heart. Not curious in that you want to get to know people, being a student of other people, um, really getting to know how they're thinking and why they're thinking that in light of the word of the Lord. And and really wanting to, again, be gospel-centered, friendships, but being open for that. And it can be exhausting when you um, feel like you've just moved to a new city and you're trying to get to know a lot of people, or you've been there a while and you've had people leave. It is hard to still be open to friendship and open to relationship. And so I think that's just the word that keeps coming back to my mind right now is the one piece of advice is be open, just the intentional openness of your heart towards other people. Yeah, you mentioned something there. It's important to draw out because of you people, just like you guys, members in our church. I'm thinking about like people like the Roberts that you all know and, you know, that have been there a while. They've seen people come in, come out. And so it's easy for them just to say, I'm done with this. I'm not going to invest anymore. But we're speaking to them that have been there for a while. They need to keep invested. But know that if you're coming in, there has been a there has been a collection of people that have been there for a while that have invested in people and they've seen people leave. And so it's kind of hard for them. So you can help them. Tammy, the point you're making is good. You can help them by trying to get to know them and not waiting for just people to get to know you. So it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Nathan, anything to add there? You want me to move over to the Galdemezes? Um, I think I certainly echo what everybody said so far, but, uh, you know, moving's tough and uh, moving and, you know, getting settled in D.C. can be challenging and the temptation is to throw yourself into your your job or the reason you're there. But um, 
use that same energy and even even more so to throw yourself into the life of the church. Um, I've made mistakes in not doing that at different points in my life in the past, and um, it's it might be tiring at, at first, but it's worth the investment, and it's going to make your time um, so much richer, and uh, and not only for yourself and your family, but um, you're going to bless the body um, by doing that as well. Amen. I remember, Nathan, when you first joined, you were working for the Washington, what was then called the Redskins, or at least you were, t- Washington Times, sorry, 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 Washington Times, but anyway, you had to cover, didn't you have to cover the Redskins? Yeah, yeah, so you would have to be gone a lot, but we figured it out, didn't we? So that's when me and Nathan would share oatmeal at Open City and uh, and get together, so it probably is still, it probably is $15 now. It is, it's, it might be, it's the only oatmeal that might be worth $15. But something else Rosie said, I just want to highlight, want to come back to, she mentioned serving the church. So uh, the Harbaugh served musically, uh, right? And so they did, but there could be organic things, which I know, Tammy, you were meeting with women all the time. And so there's all kinds of different ways to serve the church. All right, Galdemezes, here we go. Advice to those new to the life of Restoration Church. You came in when you were wee little lads. So think about, think about all those AU students that were just like you when you came in, because these are Misao and Alex, our American University grads. So if you're an American University student, here are some graduates of American that came to us at the early going. Here we go. All right. So I think there are probably different stages in which we That's did true. different ways to connect with yeah. the church. Um, but we did start going to restoration as freshmen in college at, at American. And so if you are not a college student in our past college and in restoration and you're seeing new college students come in. But I think what we were blessed most by were um, people inviting us to come in and make us a meal after eating in the cafeteria every day of the week. It's really, really nice to have someone tell you to come over and get comfortable on their couch and come sit at a normal table rather than in a cafeteria dining room. Um, the other thing though is... Uh, when we had graduated after we got married, um, now take this as someone from, we are a couple and both of us are extremely extroverted. And so this will be something that we just do because we like to be around people, but not being afraid to initiate um, inviting people to hang out. Um, Regardless of how new you are at the church, it's not weird for you to go up to someone who's been there for 10 years and ask them to hang out with you. Um, Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, Don't be intimidated to do it. You don't necessarily need to wait for someone to invite you over. It's perfectly acceptable for you to initiate that relationship. And um, yeah, that would be what I said. Anything to add, Misael? So, so I think what you have to bear in mind about our experience at Restoration is that, you know, when I first started at Restoration, it was like 30 people and I was 17 years old. And when I, when I left Restoration, I had graduated from college, worked four years at a job, and been married for four years. And so, you know, or was it three? No, it was three years that we'd been married. Um, and so, like, the maturity and experience that I carried from Restoration, like, is, was really formative. Um, and so, like, my advice will be different, ranging from different times. Um, and this is going to sound kind of abstract, but I think the main piece of advice would be to let life happen and to invite others to share in life with you. I think, I think you know, there's a real beauty to restoration and the community that's formed and the intentionality. Sometimes intentionality can feel a little bit rigid, right? And it's like, you know, you force the Jesus conversation, which go talk to Hector, go talk to Travis. I mean, go talk to people who've been there for a while. I was pretty notorious for this myself, but like... 
Inviting people into your life to happen organically, to celebrate alongside you, to mourn with you, you know, whether you graduated from college or, you know, whether you lost a loved one due to COVID, whatever that might be, um, a lot of those really strong bonds of brotherhood, of sisterhood, of friendship are formed um, by sharing those experiences of life together alongside people who are praying for you and comforting you and strengthening you. So just open yourself to sharing your life, however mundane or rote that would be, whether that's going to the grocery store, that's inviting someone to your home, or whether that's you graduated from college and you're throwing a big party. So that's what I'd say. That's good. That's good, brother. Great, great word. Yeah, so important. We talk about this like in, in our covenant, right? To, that we were going to weep with those that weep. We're going to laugh with those that laugh. Like, so such good advice, Musal. Don't don't try to make it overly fo- formal. Just bring life in. And our folks are generally good at this. Yeah, you know, they'll they will weep with you. They will laugh with you, and sometimes laugh at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right, good. All right, excellent. So helpful. So helpful. This is good. All right, so guys, let's now transition a little bit. Let's think about. I was thinking about you guys, right? You left the church. Uh, You know, the Finnos, that was seven years ago. The Harbaugh's, that was just a couple months ago. And for you guys, the Caldebas, that was four years ago. And so this is good because you got a little bit of a a stretch here from the newbies to the older folks to the folks in between-ish. So what, you know, there are a number of people, the average member, it's actually creeped up now, believe it or not. So the average member now stays for a little over three years. Whereas before, when you guys were around, in particular you guys, the Finnos and the Galdemeses, it was more like two to two and a half, yeah. And so it's getting better, it's getting better, but there are still folks that kind of come in and out. That's just part of life in America in general, but specifically in D.C. So let's talk to the people that are, you know, maybe they know they're going to leave, like the Harbaugh's you guys knew months in advance that you were leaving. Uh, and so on this side of it, you know, Finos, I know you guys have a lot to share here maybe. What lessons have you learned that you would want to talk to yourselves for you seven years ago, for you three months ago, for you four years, four years ago? What would you want to say to them? Who wants to go first? The Harbaugh's, you're the freshest. So you're still kind of learning these lessons. Anything to add here, Rosie, Ben? I would say just like Misael was saying about sharing life with people, um, because like those connections are lasting and, um, you know, the body of Christ like is eternal. And so, um, when you, just like when we first came just a couple months ago to LA, we had kind of like a pre like built in friendship with the Galdamases, even though we'd never met, but just like we had mutual friends in restoration and, oh, here, I'll let Ben keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to interject. Um, yeah, and, and I know where she's going with that is that the intentionality and the things we did in D.C. set us up to maybe avoid some of the initial pitfalls of moving to L.A. specifically, but that probably occurred to people moving many places um, where uh, we just had, a, we spoke earlier about the culture of nominalism in L.A., and um, so we had those kind of rose-colored glasses taken away from us before we moved here. We knew that it was going to be a different context um, in which to, to do life and to do ministry. Um, and so, again, there's this kind of, like, focus on where you're at right now. And I, I think if you are involved, engaged in the church community at Restoration, there are uh, ways that, that that can prepare you for this next journey, this next part in your life. So, And, and of course, one of the things we did is we, we spoke with Joey and Nathan before leaving and got some kind of general tips that also helped guide us as we just knew resources to look for a church in a city if you hypothetically didn't know anyone. But again, in, in a church like Restoration where people are from all over, 
there's a good chance someone will know someone that can give you some on-the-ground intel on what the church situation is like in the city you might be moving to. Good. Rosie, anything to add? Yeah. Um, I would say also, like, Church of Christ globally, like, like you know, just not just restoration, but any church that you're a part of, whether it's for one month or three years, um, making those connections. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, making those connections not only, like, helps just draw the body of Christ closer together, but also, like, like since we had like we said, these like built-in friendship kind of before we came to LA, um, that might happen, you know, in another country or, um, also just like gives you a community, whether even if people are strangers, like a community already to, um, to join wherever you go. And I'm thankful to you, Finos and Galdamezes, because everybody that's come out here, y'all have entertained quite a number of people every time we move out of here. Karen, who was here earlier, we weren't able to get her to be part of this. She's, we tried to make that happen, but it was in the middle of COVID. But anyway, you guys have done a good job of anybody that comes out here. We just said, go talk to the Finos. We'll have them over and they'll give you that meal that, go, that uh, Alex was talking about and uh, can touch in. All right. Other advice. Who wants to go next? Galdamezes, Finos. All right. Um, and I, I think Tammy and I have learned a lot of lessons. Um, throughout our seven years out here in LA, but for the folks at Restoration right now, um, even if moving is not in your immediate future, I would encourage you to be thinking through very practically what makes up a healthy church. Because um, you are part of a healthy church. Um, I know Nathan didn't want us to pump up Restoration, but that is a healthy church. It's not a, uh, not a you know neon lights flashing and everything like that. It's just doing the, the hard work of being quietly faithful and that's a beautiful thing um read mark devery's book nine marks of a healthy church um know how to identify those things before you have to kind of go to another city where you might not know anybody like ben was talking about and have to sort through this kind of thing it's not going to make it perfect but don't wait until you're making that move to understand kind of the the theology that goes into having that um that really solid body um and you know with most folks will probably be moving on, you know, like Nathan was saying, after spending three years or so at restoration, enjoy it, embrace it. Um, it you know, it might seem routine at times, but um, I know Tammy and I look back and we, we talk often about our days at restoration and not to I, I, uh, idealize them or anything like that, but it was a really special season. Mm-hmm. And I think we wish we had recognized that more at that time. And um, I certainly wish I had even leaned into it even more at that time, because frankly, the Lord might not have the next church that you stop at be as healthy. He might call you into a tougher circumstance. Um, So appreciate what you got and uh, prepare for uh, what the Lord might be leading you to in the future. I think I would add along the lines of what Rosie was saying is that the church is the body of Christ, no matter where you are. Um, and so you have the global church and that is such a beautiful thing. And no matter if the Lord is moving you on in a, in, in a, in a more swifter time frame right now, or if it's later on, our God is faithful. Our God will journey with you. Our God will go before you. 
just as he's gone behind you and he is with you right now. And knowing that is such a beautiful thing to walk in confidence going forward. So even as we're talking about transitioning out of a healthy church and uh, transitioning into, in our context, is a, a, a unique culture in the LA culture, um, know that the Lord is with you. Amen. And that that is a very, very powerful thing to, to know that. Good word. Thank you for that. Alex? I think I just have a short thought here, but I think one of the things that we were told um, that was really helpful was when you leave Restoration and you move to another city and you're looking for a church, you can't look for another Restoration because no church is the same. Um, And so you really need to you can't expect whatever church you join or whatever churches you're visiting to be just the way that restoration is. And you need to leave, leave it open for there to be differences and recognize that not all change and not all difference is bad. Um, that said, I felt like when we first moved out of DC to Cambridge, we had a slightly easier time because we found a church that was very similar mm-hmm. in a lot of respects and just in the demographics in the way that they cared about their people and their community. And, um, but that has not been the pace since moving to LA. And so just recognizing that it, it is going to be different. Um, and that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we have the benefit of having one stop in between restoration and Los Angeles. And I think that stop in particular has taught us that, you know, um, there's a lot of beauty actually in leaving. Um, there's beauty in recognizing what you had while you were there. And for us, that really gave us a lot of thanksgiving and mm-hmm. helped us realize how much God had really shown us. But then there's also the excitement for the new thing that God is doing. Um, you know, scripture talks about, you know, behold, I'm making all things new. And I think that even speaks to the seasons of your life that there's sometimes when, you know, it's not restoration, but, you know, it's showing you and teaching you something different and something new and something that you wouldn't have learned at Restoration because, it, you know, new group of people, new circumstances, new conditions, new city, uh, etc. So I think my advice along those lines would be be open to the work that the Holy Spirit will do in you through a different place and a different church. Um, you know, we're at a, a new church now in Los Angeles that we both feel is, is healthy and is meeting us at the time. It's a bit different from Restoration in that you know, I think restoration airs a lot more heavily on the Bible and the scripture and the teaching and community group. Um, the church that we're at now is a little bit more focused on liturgy, um, but also prayer, uh, which is something new for us because of both of the churches we've been at, um, prayer has actually been a weak point. And so, you know, we had some concerns about it when we first joined, but the community was really life-giving. And we talked to someone who had a really similar um, cultural and you know spiritual formation as we did. And what she told us is, God has already laid the doctrinal foundation in your life. God has already put you in a place where you know what healthy doctrine is and is not. Maybe God is doing something new in you in this moment, and maybe God is teaching you something different, or he's using you to form others in that sense. So I guess that's what I mean when I say, be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing, because I think now he's definitely drawing us nearer to him in prayer and through, you know, uh, different aspects of the liturgy. Um, and so that for us, it's been really fruitful and something different for us. Um, that doesn't make it better than restoration. That doesn't make it worse than restoration. It's just kind of different. So, And as we said, and I tried to prepare these guys as much as I could, this is not about ultimately about Restoration Church. We're trying to help the people that are in our life 
uh, those of us in Washington, D.C. that have covenanted together to try to follow Jesus together. And, uh, and so I'm thankful for the ways that you guys have do that and are doing that and have continued to do that. And so for our listeners back home, I want to go back to Nathan's advice. So important. What is a healthy church? Don't just think you're going to stumble upon that. You've got to know what that is. What does the Bible say a healthy church is? Uh, and then try to have some markers where in your, when you get into that city, wherever it is you move to, that you can now know to evaluate what a healthy church is and does. And in particular, uh, I think what Misael said is important too. Understand that the Spirit not only can, but likely will use you in that new environment. So don't live in the glory days, man. Keep pushing forward uh, and trust in Jesus and find churches that delight in the supremacy of Christ, whether they use that language or some other language. Delight in the supremacy of Christ that teaches word, where membership is meaningful, where pastors are overseeing you, where the ordinances are important, these kinds of things. And you're trying to do all that together. And so those are good markers. The book that uh, Nathan mentioned is a good one. Mark Dever's book, Nine Marks of Healthy Church. There's other ones out there that are helpful. If you have any more questions about this, let me know. But uh, when you come into the church, be intentional. And when you move out of the church, be intentional and look to Jesus throughout. Any final words, guys? Could be fun or fiction. Sure. Rosie. I was just going to say moving so recently is a huge reminder and that we are sojourners. And like this, um, no matter where we live, it's not actually our home. It's just like where we pitch our tent, basically. Um, and being on the West Coast, camping, you know, like references, it's works but um (laughs) um, but in dc like that is a big reminder like because people move in and out in the church as well as like in the whole town but a big reminder that um this isn't our home but at the same time um having the global church and the body of christ around you is a reminder of um where we are going home and so that's encouraging amen Mm -hmm. yeah anything else ben i'll just add quickly um for us, the experience has been, it, it has grown our faith. I mean, to just have faith when we heard that there was this difficult, what we felt like was a difficult context coming from a healthy church, it seems scary. And, you know, there were some some ways that we felt like we could get our uh, upper hand. People told us about the Galdameses and other, you know, resources that we could use. But in the end, I mean, really what we had to fall back on was was faith. And so just like other things in your life, this should be, um, a way that you can go to God in faith and that he can grow your faith. And, and that has been our experience so far. Well, guys, thank you for the time. Finos, uh, thank you for the ways that you have been a kind of uh, uh, little, a little well uh, when people move out here. You have entertained. Restoration West. Restoration West. <laughs> yeah, we, we have affectionately, unofficially called this little group right here, plus Karen, who's missing, Restoration West, like you used to be at Re- uh, Restoration North. And it's just because people that we used to do life together, and now you get to guys, you don't necessarily get to do life together in this city, but you're certainly, well, you do get to see each other probably more than most because of living in the same city and having done life together previous time. I like twice a month since they moved here, so. <laughs> That's great. So that you see the Harbaugh's twice a month. That's great. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the church? Isn't that so great? So thank to each of you. Shout out Jeremy Samani. Shout out to Jeremy Samani. <laughs> no you don't, what about Peavy? Do you not want to say hello to Peavy? Well, Jer- Jeremy connected us. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, I love you too, Eric. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> no love to anybody else, but it's Jeremy Samani. We love you. 
They love you out here in, in L.A. Uh, but, uh, but, but Harbaugh's, we already miss you and we love you. Galdamez's, we miss you and we love you. Finno's, we miss you and we love you. And I look forward to hanging out in the New Jerusalem with you guys forever. It's going to be fantastic because we will get to do it in the glow of the glory of Christ, our great hope, our steadfast anchor, and our redeemer. Restoration Church, I love you. I thank God for you. Any questions about this or anything else? Let me know. Otherwise, this is another opportunity to sign off to another Restoration Church Life podcast. Elsie, do you want to say anything before we go? Any words? (laughs) Oh, she tried to grab the phone. Uh, (laughs) All right. Love you. God bless you. Peace out.